Hi, and welcome to the Pastor Wife Potluck Podcast Live. My name is Ryan. And I'm Cecilia. And we can see people this and a is... dog. This is incredible. Oh, puppy. This is kind of making me sweat already. <laughs> um, so if you're listening to this and you're saying, man, I would really love to see all the craziness that is happening right now, you can catch us on Zoom. I guess for the foreseeable future, maybe? We'll see how this goes. I don't know. This is the first time we're recording on a Sunday. So how how was your Sunday, Cecilia? It was pretty good. We, I am really, I know that this is selfish, but I'm really enjoying that I get to sleep in an extra hour on Sundays because we don't have to get to church at 8 or 9. I don't know when we got there before, but we get to get there at like 10 and it feels really glorious. Um, But yeah, Palm Sunday without palms was interesting. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Is this at the point that we tell what our church is doing (laughs) during COVID or? I guess. How much do you want to know about my Sunday? Y'all are still live streaming. And so Mm -hmm. like, what is it like? Because like you are not like showing up and being like a nice pastor wife lady who talks to all the church members and like ease donuts and stuff what is it like to be a pastor wife in a live streaming church where i'm assuming it's like you and william and a couple other people yeah there's still donuts um (laughs) but i don't have to talk to people and i kind of love it and it's so i so we're doing live streaming it usually is like two musicians and then the guy who does all the audio vid stuff for the church and then me and so I get to sit in the back this is truly truly what my calling is in life (laughs) I get to sit in the back behind a computer screen with headphones in and be able to be like I can't talk to you um, because I can't, and it's great. And I'm 30 seconds behind everybody because it's a live video, so everybody else is participating, and I don't have to because it hasn't happened on my screen yet. So this is, this is truly, I know that COVID is terrible, so hear me say it's not, but this is truly my dream. Um, what is the function of you sitting behind a computer with headphones on 30 seconds behind everybody? Oh, so I am, sorry, I thought that was clear. I am doing all of the church interaction with the live video. Uh, So when people come on, I say, good morning, I'm your virtual worship host, Cecilia. And I send them the bulletin, which is virtual now. And then as like people do prayer requests and stuff, I'm the one who's like welcoming people to service, answering the prayer requests. Not me. God's doing that. But you know what I mean. Like, liking the prayer request. Yeah. And then sometimes making shady comments about William. Because last week he had the audacity to sing into a <laughs> microphone on a live video. And so I get to be the one behind the computer making the laughing face and the angry face over and over again. What so. did he sing? <laughs> This is a direct quote. I come to the garden alone. <laughs> it was so bad. And then this week we actually sang as a hymn and someone who can sing sang. And there were so many comments about like, this is better than William. <laughs> it was everything my dreams are made of. Oh, that's phenomenal. 
Okay, this is the fun part about live. William just said, to be honest, Cecilia made most of the comments today on Facebook. That might be true, but it was still enjoyable. Um, how was your Sunday? I'm tired of talking. So my Sunday was super chill because we are not live streaming. Um, Corey or myself are not live streaming. Corey is still recording on Sunday. Um, but for me, we record on Thursday at my church. Um, and so we did everything on Thursday and then I just like woke up like regular today, except I think, well, we'll talk about this later. Um, I did play a role in Corey's video today that I think is pastor wife worthy. And we have my biggest pastor wife point critics on the call today. So... Um, Wait, should we do Passive Wife points while Julie's still on? Because <laughs> I want, okay, in an I unprecedented first. Sorry, I also care about your Thursday. Whatever. No, it was fine. I mean, we just did church, but like that's how it was different. It was like I watched my church service today while I was cooking breakfast. That's nice. So it was dope. And I are y'all it. are y'all doing the whole thing? Like, are you doing like hymns and children's moment and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. So, well, we didn't do a children's mo- we didn't do a children's moment today, but we did have like a video montage of children from the church. Parents filmed them like walking around and marching around okay. with like branches, like okay. palms, and it was it was. Until super you got cute. to the branches part, it was weird. <laughs> They're just marching around, <laughs> um, but it made Corey cry, so I think it was very cute. Oh my gosh. Um, I totally understand why people are pre-recording services. I get that. But last week, I do enjoy that it's interactive because, like, we – so we're doing all the prayer requests, like, real time. And last week, our children's minister read a book about how we all have these heartstrings that are connected to each other. And when we feel a pull in our heart, it's because someone else – it's like even though we're not together, we're with each other. It was really, really sweet. And – um. So she was like, so I want everybody to hit the, like, love button so that we all see. And it was like, it, it like, exploded. And she was watching it on her phone, and I was watching it in the back. And we both just bawled at the same time. And I am so grateful. And then today, one of our traditions is that we sing Blessed Be the Tide after communion happens. And so, like, in the same way, everybody, like, just started doing the heart. And it was really really special and sweet and again i cried i can't stop crying it's fine what was your wednesday night supper like cecilia oh wait were we gonna do pastor wife points yeah why is that what we did all this to do pastor wife points what Uh yeah okay so i'll go first hit me with your best shot because i got a list um i was asleep this morning because Corey woke up early to go to her office to record her Sunday morning service at roughly like 6.45. And like, that's fine. It's all good. But I was peacefully asleep and I got a call and the call said, hey, I need you to come help me figure out this microphone. I don't know what to do. And it's like a Just microphone. Speak into it. Like, <laughs> it's like a USB microphone like we use. Um, anyway, so she calls me. And so I walked over and in the 90 seconds it took me to walk over to the church, I had to knock on the door because she had locked it. And she opened the door and she had already gotten it all set up on her computer. Um, and Corey, then she... Corey, did you just have to plug it in? Is that what was happening? Oh, we get this real time. Yep. <laughs> That's all she had to do. 
She has a very fancy Mac that all you have to do is plug in a microphone. She also has two very fancy college degrees. She's very smart. Sometimes it's just hard. Um, and so then she, um, so then she said, well, you can go back to bed now. And I said, well, I'm already up, I guess. And so then I went to help her set up the mic so that it like played sound and like picked up sound. Um, just stop talking. Anyway. Everyone's already voted. You don't get points for this. <laughs> I woke up early to do Neat. nothing. <laughs> Like, it was an unnecessary hour early wake up. (laughs) Everyone's like, oh, poor you. Your wife had to work and you're saying you got to just stay in bed and eat breakfast? Oh, no points. I didn't get to stay in bed and eat breakfast. (laughs) You also don't get points for walking. (laughs) It was like... 90 seconds for me to get from our bedroom to the All right, move on. How else do you get points this week? I don't. I mean, we just, like, outside of, like, just being in the same house for the last, I don't know, what, two weeks, three weeks? You don't get points for hanging out with your spouse. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. I also don't think it takes, like, that's what I said. Unless You you just said other than as if that was it. Like, that's all we've done that, like. That's just all we've done for two weeks. Well, two and a half weeks. I don't know. What day is it? Is it still March? <laughs> they just sh- all over you. For t- <laughs> the walk took in 45 minutes. <laughs> oh my God. We're never not doing live again. This is the best. All right. You guys ready for my points? How did you get a million points this week, Cecilia? <laughs> so this morning, I led Children's Moment at the church while also hosting the video, which I've been doing for the last however many weeks now. Um, Sonia. Um, I have filmed all the live videos of William at our house during the workday, um, which is a couple so far. I learned, I got a sewing machine and learned how to sew us masks so that we can be careful when we go to the store so that William can continue to do his job because it involves the elderly and the vulnerable. I made the communion bread that we ate at church today. I made a communion bread video. Um, I cleaned when all this went down. I cleaned the entire church and sanitized the whole thing and... William used me twice in his sermons. One, for power washing, and two, because someone contacted me about a pyramid scheme. Okay, fine. Oh, show the beautiful mask, y'all. They're double-sided. And I didn't want to get elastic from people who can actually sew, who are actually giving them to medical professionals. So I used hair ties. And then Williams is manly with mousse on it. (laughs) <laughs> and then flowers in case he feels a little fresher. Oh, that's very cute. Yeah. Um, okay, so we have a couple um, just tidying up to do. Because this is a live video, we have like live corrections from our spouses. <laughs> um, so yes, Cecilia gets lots of points, but yeah, I was also used as a sermon illustration two weeks in a row. Okay, so two points and for you. But also, like, also William do you says, lose points for not remembering? Or does that just well, make me a narcissist? 
Um, also, William says he never explicitly mentions your name. I gave you ideas for your stories. Are you kidding me? Uh, she's just yelling at her husband now because she knows he's listening. Oh, sorry. Not everyone knows <laughs> that he's on the call. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Okay. So true. for you guys who are listening to this after the fact, Corey just said, for what it's worth, Ryan wouldn't know he was mentioned in my sermons because he didn't listen to them. Ryan. I do too. Also, Sonia can back me up. I have listened to a Corey sermon with Sonia. So. But like anyway. recently? Boom. Sonia has spoken. Man, Pastor Points is just never a good sermon, a uh, good look for me, huh? I just, I thought once you actually got married, you'd be better at it, but you're not. You're not better at it. Well, we also haven't like done church things for three weeks. I mean, you have, obviously, but, like, I don't know. I suck. I'm terrible. I'm the worst. <laughs> um, yeah, Corey herself said somehow you've gotten worse. And now it's like you can't even try to sneak in a point for driving an hour. You just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh. Uh... Bye, Julie. We'll talk to you later. Wait, before you leave, how many points should I get? Seven. Is that seven or 25? 25? What? I think that puts me in triple digits. I think that puts you in triple digits as well. I think it does. I think I I was at 82. 82 plus 25 is over 100. Yep, 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 yep. Okay. Okay. So I get two for being a sermon illustration. (laughs) And I get zero points for being being technical help. (sighs) Man. All right. Well, I'm glad we did that when she was here. Yeah. Sonia, do you want to do you want to share in the comments about how I'm your favorite over Ryan? Because we're open to that at any point. <laughs> um, okay, so Ryan, let's circle back then because we we've jumped ahead. Um, yeah. how, how was your Wednesday night supper this week? <laughs> that is probably my biggest concern. That that makes me sound like such a terrible human. Selfishly, no. that's one of my biggest concerns is that I'm not getting food. One free for me meal frequently. a week. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, I might I not get pastor wife points, but you don't get citizen in this world points. <laughs> Yeesh. So, Wednesday night dinner, it took me some time to recollect because even when we record on like Thursday, I don't always remember what we had for Wednesday night supper. But I remembered this week um, because I had to work. Uh, I do youth group as a Zoom call like everyone does in this world. Um, Cecilia is currently asking William what they had on Wednesday for dinner. We have a list. It's easy. Um, I can remember. So I got home and we had I had gotten on sale a couple pizzas. Um just because i don't know we like cook every meal now and that's just so much cooking that i was mm-hmm. like just need a frozen pizza every now and then so uh cory had a frozen pizza in the oven and when it had finished i went to take the pizza out of the oven and i used like the pizza box that the frozen pizza come in comes in to take the pizza out 
And when I was doing that, like halfway through, the box folded on itself and the pizza like fell onto like the bottom, like hot electric wire at the bottom of the oven and then caught fire. Um, but it didn't actually catch fire like completely. Only little parts of the pizza caught fire. And so it was probably, I would say, 60% salvageable. Um, and so on Wednesday night, we had like 60% of really good frozen pizza and 40% like a bad metallic-y burnt mess. I, I Were you listening to any of that or were you trying to figure out with William what you had to do for dinner I mean, on Wednesday? Honestly, I listened to about 60% of it, which is how much pizza you had. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, it is, yep. It was spaghetti and meatballs, William. You're right. Um, it is still better than you going to eat at Cracker Barrel by yourself. So I feel like that's a win for you. Um, this you is a story have- I can tell on the podcast because I won't mention any names. But uh, I went and had breakfast with a very accomplished musician here in Nashville uh, the other day to help me out with some music stuff for my youth group. If it was and- Garth Brooks, I will literally shit myself. Well, I'm not going to mention any names, Celia. Um, but it's not Garth Brooks. You would for sure would have called us immediately. <laughs> uh, I asked him, because we were going to do a breakfast meeting, I said, what is your favorite place to have breakfast? Like, also, where do you Garth like? would like, not wake here? up for you. <laughs> what? Sorry. What is your thing? We had to have an early meeting because he was going into the recording studio. Anyway, I think. Probably not. I don't know what his life is. Anyway. <laughs> I said, what is your favorite breakfast place around here? And he said, you know, I just really love Cracker Barrel. And so a very accomplished musician took me to Cracker Barrel, where he mentioned he also enjoys going to Cracker Barrel by himself. Right. The difference between you and him is the word accomplished. Well, there's a lot of things that are different between me and him. Also, what I have to like be on records before I can go to Cracker Barrel by myself. I just skipped a lot of really hard steps. Okay. I I have nothing else to say to you because I still think it's fair you play the peg game by yourself. <laughs> um, well, cool. the peg games are off the tables now. <laughs> oh, no. so. Also, you you went last Wednesday? No, no, no. This was like two months ago. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, yeah. what is wrong with the Tennessee governor that you haven't even closed your restaurants? <laughs> Okay. Um, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, Corey just said lots of things. Um, or was that to how many steps away he was from being accomplished? Either way, Corey, it's funny. I appreciate you. Um, okay. About, the, about governor. the governor. Um, so thank you for asking what I had on Wednesday. I had spaghetti and meatballs, which actually, Ryan, I have to admit, this was inspired by you. Um, so I, for my business, I was having a wine about it night and I knew that I didn't want to cook and do that at the same time. So when I was at the grocery store, I saw the frozen meatballs that you eat all the time and I was like, I'm gonna buy it. And I did. And so we had spaghetti and meatballs. It was delicious. Um, and those meatballs are actually surprisingly good for frozen balls of meat. You wouldn't expect it. I did get the all-natural kind because I was a little sketchy that the same company had an all-natural and a not (laughs) all-natural. So I went with all-natural. It's just Um, like 10% plastic in that one. Um, I have 
not had those meatballs in quite some time now that I like uh, from this musician I had breakfast with I mentioned to him that like since I had even like met Corey before we were living together that I had just started waking up earlier because um, I could used to be able to sleep into like 10 or 11 and I would wake up at like 8 o'clock and like that's just my regular life um, and he said and I quote well that's just because you have something to live for now so since then as well I have stopped eating as many frozen meatballs <laughs> So, anyway, if I have to, like, measure how my life has gotten better, it's that I buy, like, the refrigerated hot Italian sausage. All I know about Garth Brooks now is that he loves Cracker Barrel, and he thinks that you're a loser. <laughs> um, and currently there's zero boxes of Bagel Bites in our freezer. Man. Yeah. That's that's been a that hasn't been like a since we got engaged thing. That's been a since we've been married thing. Nice. Is it because you ate them all on your honeymoon? <laughs> um, I will say quarantine has not necessarily been good for our intake of healthy food because bagel bites don't go bad. Zucchini does. I've never bought <laughs> zucchini in my adult life. Asparagus does. Um, yeah, it's been difficult. Also, um, William went to the store the other day. And so now there's a there's a rule in place that only one person per household can go to the grocery store. And William went buck wild at the grocery store, um, which is... Uh, did all you have was Hormel chili and, like, dollar hot dogs? No, he only bought one can of SpaghettiOs, which I'm <laughs> proud of. Um... Wait, there was something. Oh, we were talking about all natural beef, and I yeah. heard this briefly on um, NPR's. Wait, wait, don't tell me. Um, that Impossible Meats is starting to come up with. I don't know if this was the scam story or if this was the real story. William can help me. <laughs> that they're co- starting to come up with. <laughs> um. <laughs> Meat products that you can't usually eat, so like tiger meat, because it's not actually meat. But I don't know if they, that was just a joke because of Joe Exotic or not. Yeah, that seems like it wouldn't be a thing. So like they're, William, they're making meat, so they're making fake meat that tastes like real tiger meat. That's real, yeah. But like nobody knows what tiger meat tastes like, hopefully. Yeah, so it could be anything. Um, Is that like blood tiger snow cones? I think, <laughs> what? Tiger blood snow cones. Is that uh, something that y'all did? This is a Texas, so, yeah. So, uh, in Texas, you have snow cones, um, oh. and one of the flavors is tiger's blood, and it's very good. It's like a watermelon strawberry kind of thing, Justin. Not so it's just I'm like super first. red? Yeah, it's like a, it's red. It's like red Gatorade. It's not a flavor, it's just a color. Hmm. <laughs> Um, okay, so yeah, so they're making tiger, zebra, and dinosaur meat because okay. it's not actually meat, which is just so weird. They're just right? inventing what dinosaurs tasted like. Yeah, but it's like for a plant-based company, you would you would think that that would put off your target audience. I don't know. Well, anyway. I don't think their target audience is like people who don't eat meat because they like want to be good for the environment because they're shopping at sprouts they were trying to get like me and william who see tiger on the shelf and go yes please let me tell you 
it has made a Burger King fan out of me because now I feel like I can go get a Whopper and it's healthy because it's not actually meat. It's like... <laughs> it's not. Way less. It's not. <laughs> um, okay, let's move on, though. Tell me about your wedding. How did it go? Um, well, the actual event went really well, and I was very happy with it. Um, the week leading up to the event, was awful i think is the best word to describe that week it was just like the worst um (laughs) i had made this was my low point of the week was that i had made so many decisions in one day that like you all know me and i'm a pretty indecisive person i don't like taking a hard stance on very much of anything um i had one just easy decision that to make and it affected literally no one um and i had like a breakdown because of that so wait describe uh, your breakdown i love this were there tears involved no i don't think so maybe i don't know i don't really remember i wasn't like in a good headspace to like form solid memories um but yeah so i had one breakdown Corey had a car accident one morning and that was our best day if that just like puts into picture what our week was like, she wept in two different Kroger on two different days. Hey, there's no shame in that. They're starting to sell dinosaur meat. I get it. No, and it was really nice because um, when you weep during like the apocalypse, um, people just thought we were really sad that there was no more spaghetti sauce. So it was fine. Yeah. Um, I got pulled over by a cop the week of our wedding, and in a similar way, Corey, um, I just busted out crying, and the the cop was like, oh, I'm so sorry. It's fine. Everything's fine. Um, and yeah, it feels it, like there's not a way to describe how that feels like the end of the world because you're so stressed about everything but then your world was actually ending and that felt huge um but y'all's wedding was really really cool yeah so we ended up just having obviously a very small ceremony um i think there were 11 or 12 people total like we got a picture with everyone that was at the wedding and it was one row (laughs) (laughs) But uh, it just, it ended up being really nice. There was like one person that didn't process um, and it was the minister's wife. So uh, I don't know. In that way, I think it was really good. And I don't know. I was just very happy with it. I don't know. I don't know really how to describe it because I've never been the groom in a wedding. So I don't know what that's like. And I don't know what it would be like to be in a weird one, but it felt normal. Like once we were like doing the thing, it like went through, except we did not do vows so like i don't know what that means i guess it was pretty lucky we got to skip the like in sickness and in health thing for right this little period of time but um yeah so we missed all that part but it still went fine um yeah i thought it was fun and so william and i were the first people to process in and it was kind of great not having to like I mean, like, once you got past the photographer, you didn't have to smile or, like, worry about (laughs) tripping because there wasn't anyone to know. Um, Yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Also, 10 out of 10 would recommend small weddings. And I felt that way before y'all's. 
Yeah. Yeah, because y'all had a very small wedding. We did. We also have a picture of everyone at our wedding, but it was two rows. Yeah, and yours started that way. You yeah, intentionally had a very small wedding. Very intentional. <laughs> and really, honestly, the best part of your wedding for me was being able to see your mom and finding out that me and your mom have the exact same dress. And we almost both wore it to the rehearsal dinner. And yeah. that makes my life really happy. <laughs> well, yeah, so I don't know. I feel like I've said, and it, like I guess this is the downfall of having a podcast two weeks later. I feel like I've said everything i could possibly say about my wedding already um Mm -hmm. i had a really long thoughtful facebook post uh that i think ellen would love to hear but it takes all of you to share it so let's go viral (laughs) minutes um well let me fast forward you a couple years into your marriage when you have a global pandemic of um covid19 and your pastor spouse comes home to work from home and like I don't know if this is how it was for you but like I think I see William somehow less now that this is all happening because he's been so busy but somehow also so much more and it's killing me the end you are lucky that you're newlyweds during all this because let me tell you almost four years in I'm ready to have two parsonages. Uh, um, we are newlyweds. We also aren't working from home. And so we're doubly lucky in that we do live 20 yards from Corey's church. And so like when we need to work, we don't have to find separate rooms in the same house. We get, literally go into, we each have like office space in the church. Um, and so it is like, I treat it like going to work. Um and that, like, I take a shower and put, like, real pants on and shoes and then, like, walk 20 feet. Um, and so I think it's different in that way because, like, we can spend all day at the office. So Yeah. We cannot because now William is spending all day at my office. And I am, I am tucked away in, like, this corner room of our house. And he has full reign of the whole entire house and he's making phone calls all day long which i get it it's his job he's i get it but he talks so loudly on his phone calls and sometimes puts it on speaker and just stomps around the house Uh, william is the worst person at target Oh my god. And it's, I, like, the first couple days, I was like, oh, ha, 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 this is an annoying habit you have. And now I'm ready, I'm just ready for the dagger. Like, it's so bad. And I don't know why my obsessive nagging about it hasn't changed the situation. (laughs) Um, But I do, I do really value the fact that, like, all of a sudden his work has doubled and he's having to learn new skills and having to record everything and having to reach out to people significantly more because not everyone is suffering and everyone needs a call from the pastor and like i do value that obviously um but i'm just anywhere but your house just anywhere except outside in the hallway by my office door would be nice um but yeah but i do think that because of this there have i have really enjoyed being able to watch my friends in ministry do ministry on Sundays because now everyone is having to do it virtually and I do think that a lot of 
really negative things have come out about the church about this. We can't overlook that. But then also some really positive, innovative things um, have come out from pastors in the church. Um, And so, like, even today, we went around and we chalked the sidewalks of some church members who don't have technology um, just to tell them that we love them and we miss them. So, yeah. Um. Yeah, because, like, even for us, like, Corey, ordinarily I wouldn't be able to, like, see Corey's stuff because they don't live stream, and now they do. <laughs> what other cool church ideas have you seen? So, Corey did something today. So, for our church, for Palm Sunday specifically, we did the, like, children montage of them, like, marching around wherever with their branches, and it was... It was pretty cool. Like, I really loved what we did. And I hadn't seen it before then. Um, but now that... I don't know what Justin's doing. It's fine. Sorry, I got distracted. Anyway. Um, Corey also, this week... Um, she got her palms in. So she ordered palms for Palm Sunday before all this happened. <laughs> Um, when we were still having church and so she got them all in and was like what do i do with them and so she folded each little like leaf into a cross and sent them to all her church members and so they all got a little palm and it was phenomenal and like people have been getting them and loving them and it was just like it was one of the best things i've seen and i know i sound biased because it's my wife but like it was legitimately one of the coolest things I had seen because it was so personal. Yeah, she also wrote handwritten notes in all of them. Um, yeah, Corey gets which, points like, this week for sure. Like a- after it was done, I was like, or before it was done, I was like, "Why are you doing this? This just seems like a lot of work. Why don't you just type it all?" Um, and she didn't. She wrote them all out, and people just have been loving them. Yeah. So yeah. we learned in December that a handwritten note will go a long way with church members. It's unreal. Um, That's awesome, Corey. Way to go. Um, I've also... So we we are having to deal... I say we like I'm in charge. Um, We are having to deal with the idea that like... So I saw some churches today put buckets of palms outside with a note that said, come grab your palms. But even then, like, there's the idea that, like, so people are reaching in the same bucket where people get there at the same time. And there's, like, so many, um, like, there's so many added problems with, I feel like, like, everything we come up with. And so a lot of churches here are doing drive-in services which is a great idea and concept, but then our governor, which shout out to Andy, we all love him. Um, Our governor was like, you can't be doing that unless your cars are six feet apart and your windows are rolled up. Like as soon as somebody gets out of the car, you've broken the system. Right, and like you're telling me that, so we had this conversation um, with our church about doing something like this. And so like specifically someone who was a former city manager brought up, was like, what do you do with all these kids who are sitting in cars and see their friend in the car next door or have to pee? Like, Oh my God, we you... didn't even talk about urination. Yeah. yeah. William mentioned that it, he's worried that something like that would make worship gimmicky. And uh, I think I that's what like we're all trying to figure out. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we had someone that was like, well, why don't you move stuff into the background of the sanctuary to not just have like wood paneling in like empty chairs where the choir sat like put some like furniture or plants in there and it was like 
how much of that are we going to do before it stops looking like our sanctuary? And, like, how much are we trying to change things? Because, like... I will say, we put up plants from our house today because we have a couple palms. And we canceled our palm order, but then realized that means we don't have palms. (laughs) Um... And so we did get a lot of comments today about, like, the altar looks really beautiful. And so I think people appreciate elements. But, yeah, it's, like, you don't ever want to become, like, Six Flags over Jesus. Um, We had a question from the audience. Legit curious, what churches slash ministers are y'all watching besides your own? Um, And I will say, I do think that at a time like this, it is important to rest ourselves from social media. And so I, and I think even like that's true for spiritual social media. So I have been watching Felicia Hopkins, um, who is a DS in Texas. And I've been watching the um, pre-recorded worship from the church I used to work at in Atlanta because I really like the pastor there and their music. Like today, this guy's basically a professional jazz musician. And so he played a little melody on the piano and it was six minutes long and incredible. So I I like going back to churches I know and have connection points to. But there's a lot out there. Yeah. Um, I listen to Felicia as well. I catch her stuff, um, especially when I'm in the car. Um, mm-hmm. I also... So the pastor... Um, at the last church I worked at, um, I really like him. Who also used to be my boss. <laughs> um, I really like him, and he posts really quick, like daily devotionals, and I find those really nice because I can't. I have a hard time like sitting down and listening to multiple sermons a week, um, just because like we do that a lot. So the last time I listened to a ton of sermons in a row was when William was looking for a job and we would listen to the sermons from the people and we heard some really great sermons and some really bad sermons. But like, I have not binged church since then. Yeah. (laughs) Because I do find it like, and I think this is a conversation I had with you or William about how it is important like in this time to not like overburden ourselves with work. Like to take this time that we have to be able to like rest a little. Um, and not be more busy. Yeah, because I I read this the other day, and like as a past, so as somebody who used to be in ministry, I think I view this differently. But then just as a pastor's wife, like it it feels like everybody else is burned burdened, and then the pastor has all the burdens of the church on them too, in addition to their own concerns about toilet paper or whatever. Um, and so being being the side partner in that. Um, I, I hear you and I feel you and there has to be rest. Um, so, yeah. Because I don't feel like we're working less. No. And so, like, we I don't need to more. add. Yeah, we don't need to add things because, so, like, I think a lot of people are like, I'm working from home now. I can do so much more. But it's like, mm-hmm. you're not doing less work from home. You're doing the same work, just in a different way. And you're experiencing trauma and how you work under... Mm-hmm trauma is different and and you can't expect yourself to produce even as much if not more before we go into bad recipes let's talk about bad churches real quick one kudos to tennessee for suing the ass off of a guy who tried to sell a religious cure for coronavirus what we did that and kudos to tennessee you did one thing right during corona (laughs) um and then secondly 
Secondly, um, all the churches are continuing to meet and saying that this is God smiting the earth, that this is God's plan, that this is God's um, reaction to homosexuality and other sin. All the all the churches that are continuing to meet and saying that God will protect us. You all need to check your theology, and you all need to check yourself. Yeah, these are the same people that were saying the same thing about Katrina and uh, Sandy and Tuscaloosa tornado. Like, but when but when it's when it's an issue that they're actually dealing with, it's oh, just pray God, pray to God, God will provide. You know, like it it's just false theology and it's icky. It's given all of us a bad name, but most importantly, it's given God a bad name. So sit yourself down. You can edit that part out, but that was just, I I feel like I won't feel good tonight unless I say that, so. Cool. Sometimes you just need to yell stuff into a microphone. <sighs> Let me tell you. Alright, you guys ready for the best part of the day? Bad recipes! This really is my favorite part of this whole. Alright, caramel meringue pie. I will tell you guys, this one isn't as funny as the recipe, but I just really loved, it's just church lady. It's church lady speak, and I love it. Also, you know it's going to be good when it takes up two pages of a... Aren't you glad you asked me to read the longest one to you? Um, okay, so caramel meringue pie by a lady with two first names. Oh, can of I guess course. the names? Can I guess the names? Yeah. Joanne, Mary Beth, Mary, Marianne. Mary's one Mary of Elizabeth. I, I'm afraid if I give that away the second, people yeah. are going to know. Mary Elizabeth? No. Okay. Um, I know like four Mary Elizabeths and Sarah Can Elizabeth's. I please read the recipe? Fine. Okay, so caramel meringue pie. This one has a caption for their recipe. My paternal grandmother made the most delicious caramel pie, but by the time I was interested in trying to make one, she was dead. <laughs> <laughs> so you better ask for those recipes quick because you never know. With her very sketchy recipe, I could never manage to make an acceptable pie. After year, a few years ago, I found a printed recipe I could follow, 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 and it's wonderful. I think. Wait, hold on. So she had a sketchy one from her dead grandma. So she found one in print, and then which, she like, found a different recipe. Uh huh. So why are you telling us about your grandma in the first place? We don't know. But it's in the church cookbook. Okay. So the ingredients you need are two cups sugar divided, one third cup all-purpose flour, a pinch of salt, two cups of milk, five egg, egg yolks lightly beaten, two tablespoons butter or margin, one teaspoon vanilla, and one baked... Nine-inch pastry shell meringue listed below. I don't know what that means because it's... Hey, what does two cups of sugar divided mean? One cup, one cup. Okay. I just feel like if you're baking and it's an exact science, you need what they're divided by. In this case, two. Well, also, we have learned that you read an entire recipe before you start. And so if you do need a different... If you need like one fourth, Mm. then you would know that. Yeah. All right, so whisk together one cup sugar, there's your answer, flour, and the next three ingredients in a heavy saucepan. Cook over medium heat, whisking constantly until the mixture is hot. Sprinkle remaining one cup of sugar in a heavy skillet 
and cook over medium heat, stirring occasionally until sugar dissolves and turns a light golden brown. Parentheses. Did I tell you this was a family project? Since I think it's impossible to to stir two pans at the same time. (laughs) Don't be afraid of browning the sugar. I use a... Isn't that what caramel is? What? Yeah. I use a tea fowl skillet and an old wooden spoon. In parentheses that she never started. Gradually add dissolved sugar to a hot custard mixture, stirring constantly. Cook, stirring constantly until the mixture thickens and boils. Add butter and vanilla. 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 Do you remember that our kids in our old neighborhood, instead of calling our dog Magnolia, we call her Magnolia? This is my favorite. Anyway, spoon into pastry shell. Continued our next page. The meringue. Three egg whites, one half teaspoon of vanilla, one fourth teaspoon of tartar, six tablespoons sugar. Beat egg whites with vanilla and cream of tartar until soft peaks form. Gradually add sugar, beating until stiff. (laughs) Spread over hot filling, sealing to edge of pastry. Bake in 375 degree oven for 10 to 12 minutes. This makes a lot of meringue! Exclamation point. <laughs> you may prefer your own recipe. Thank you. <laughs> if you like the flavor of this, this pie, call me for a candy recipe. Wait, what? She doesn't list her phone number, though. So she basically gives you this whole long ass description of this pie and then says, but maybe. If you're like my dead grandma, you might have your own recipe. So then yeah, follow if that you find, one. If you just find another one in print somewhere, like, that's fine, too. It's all the same. <laughs> but if you like mine, call me for a candy recipe. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Best. Also, shout out to all those church cookbook editors who do absolutely nothing. <laughs> it's just the best. And also, this is the late, like, this is the old lady that when your spouse calls them, you're like, okay, cool, see you in an hour. Like, she's, she just wants the best for everyone and gives way too many details. Um, yeah, Corey said, this is why you have to scroll down for a million years on recipe sites. If you like this pie, smash and hit the like and subscribe below. Corey, you should be on this instead of Ryan. You're better at points, you're funnier, you talk faster. Um... <laughs> Well, that's going to do it for us. My name is Ryan. And I'm still Cecilia. And you have been listening to the Two Pastor Wife Potluck Podcast. Um, You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and not Twitter uh, at Pastor Wife Potluck Podcast. Um, Please just, I mean, do that and like us and say nice things about us because that's what we like. If you're listening on iTunes, you can rate and review and that would make us very happy. Um, and now Cecilia is going to let us go with a fun cooking tip to get us through the week. Okay, honeymoon salad. Let us alone. That's the tip. Oh, that's it. That's all. <laughs>